When we look at the vast majority of churches, especially black churches, can we honestly say that their leaders are equipping their members for ministry outside of their church? Are they teaching them how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to know how to recognize how they should operate outside of the four walls of their church? Is this missing? Is it there, but just not visible enough? Is it too apparent and too disorderly? Are our leaders truly equipping saints within the kingdom? Or are they raising up just local church servants? That's what we're talking about today. So make sure you keep listening. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. You know, one of the reasons I believe some churches don't grow in a healthy way is because some leaders feel like they have a monopoly on members. Now, churches that grow numerically aren't always growing because they are being led according to God's word and the spirit of God. Sometimes it's just the opposite because they are an anything goes type of church. People flock to them because of that. So for the sake of today's conversation, though, we're going to talk about those churches that struggle to grow spiritually and in a healthy way. You know, it may be because they aren't equipping their people to be kingdom assets, but just local church assets only. And God isn't going to send laborers from his harvest to your ministry if you aren't going to prepare them for ministry outside of your ministry. So those people should want leaders. Leaders should want their associate ministers, teachers, members, and just other church participants to be able to plant churches, to teach others, to operate in various areas of spiritual giftedness. Should They should want them to do mission work because the hope is that from there, they continue the sound, accurate, and undistorted message of the gospel that their leader has shared with them. You know, but that's not how it always works. A lot of church leaders, for some reason, tend to get upset when their people branch outside of their ministry or go out and do their own evangelical work that God has called them to do. And that's not right because then you're just basically using them to further your calling and your mission without caring if they do the work that God has called them to do. You know, I get it. If they don't need to to be doing what they're doing or they aren't equipped and they're just out here doing their own thing, I get why you wouldn't want them to be out here just kind of like going a rogue because that's a representation of you in a sense. Um, and, and I also get that everyone isn't meant to lead. Like everyone isn't meant to be on their own trying to work in certain areas of ministry. But with some people, what if it's that their pastor or their mentor or their teacher just isn't preparing them? Or, or what if it's blind loyalty and they're staying loyal to the very thing or the very ministry or the very person that's hindering them Because they believe that their leader or leaders are just looking out for their best interest. And so they don't know. They don't know what God is calling them to because they're so loyal to their church, to their local church and to their leader that they think, okay, my leader is doing the best that they can to equip me when really their leader is being selfish and their leader doesn't want them to branch out and do anything anywhere else. They just want them to stay localized and attached and tethered to their ministry. So let's look at Jesus. When when he was with his disciples, he was preparing them 
for the spread and dispersion of the gospel, not for them to be solely attached to one particular location. He wanted them to go out and do ministry wherever he sent them, but it wasn't just to one place and that's it. He didn't want that. Jesus knew people every, everywhere needed the gospel because he even said, greater works will you do because I go to my father. So the Holy Spirit was going to come and we were going to be able to operate in various areas of ministry. And we were going to be able to be in various geographical areas to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, some people, I get it. Some people are supposed to be in one church where they operate there. And then when they leave there, they witness in other areas. But some people are called to a different form of evangelism and people cannot get upset about that or try to hinder or stifle that. You have to make sure you are equipping your people for the type of work if that's what God is calling them to do. And as their leader, you're partly responsible for that. The disciples and the apostles, they traveled. And just because churches are already established now doesn't mean people have to stop traveling and can't leave their church to minister to others. Now, if you are not gifted in teaching, in preaching, or evangelizing, then you stay where you are because you're operating outside of your lane. You're not in your lane. But if God is calling you to these things in other areas, no matter who doesn't like it, you got to do it because you are working to please the Lord. You are not working to please people. You know, it's not fair for pastors or church leaders to get upset when their good gifted associates go out and establish churches or when they have gifted members in their congregation who accept further callings into ministry. They are doing the Lord's work. And sometimes these leaders don't need to be leading anyway. So like, why are you mad? Like someone should be mad at you for for being somewhere you aren't supposed to be. (laughs) But we have to learn that people do not belong to us. They don't solely belong to your church in a sense of you possessing them. They belong to God. They have to answer to God's call, not any human beings, but God's. And if God, again, if God is calling them higher, then you have to be okay with that. You cannot argue with that because then you'll have to answer to God for your pride and for your disobedience. And then think about it. Why would a leader who is supposed to be promoting kingdom ministry be trying to stifle kingdom work? A good leader would be promoting this, especially if they see someone gifted to do that type of work. They would encourage it and they would confirm it. That's what the apostles did because the Lord's work is what's most important. You know, that's where evangelists and missionaries and apostles are birthed from the call on their life to go out and spread the gospel. So you quench the spirit and you hinder a person's gift when you try to keep them accountable to you and you alone. And when you try to keep them from their assignment in ministry, the point of being a leader and what a leader should be working on and working to do is to make disciples. You should not be making prisoners to your calling or people bound to your church obligation only. If God called you to pastor and he called one of your members to missionary work, you as a pastor need to let that member go and do that missionary work. And you should confirm that and you should be encouraging that in them. Like I said earlier, that should be something that you should be happy about. That should bring your heart joy that they're going out to further the work of the Lord. They're going out to further the gospel and to take the gospel into different areas of the world because that's what should be happening in churches is that we are preaching the entire word, which includes spiritual gifts. 
which will then be helping to shape the knowledge that members receive, which would lead them to go to God to help them further understand and tap into what their gifts are. If you aren't doing that, then do you really want your members to operate in any area of giftedness? Are you really equipping them for ministry outside of the church? Or are you just continuing to raise up local church servants and and slaves to you and what you want them to do? You know, I was listening to a message by Dr. Charles Stanley, and he was giving 12 characteristics of a strong church. And and I like that one of them was that people serve in the strengths of their spiritual gifts. They operate in their spiritual gifts. And by doing this, they are most efficient and they're most satisfied. And because of people operating in the place that God created them for, they can serve their local ministry and the kingdom of God at their local church. And through their their God-gifted calling, if God calls them to gifts that they use outside of their local church, they can help grow the kingdom in that way as well. You know, I'm thankful for my church family and the leadership that we have because we're encouraged to operate in our spiritual gifts and do things for the edification of the body of Christ. And that's what it's all about, growing the kingdom of God. Like what good are we in our Christian life if that's not the goal? What are we really doing if we don't want to advance the gospel and bring others in through what God has gifted us to do? We should want to be fruitful and not just do what we want to do, but what God has called us to do. And that's what our leaders should want for us too. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for today's episode. Short, sweet, and to the point. I hope that it blesses and encourages someone. Look, I need you to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music. Also on Instagram at Traditional Millennial Podcast. You know I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the Traditional Millennial, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Teach me your-